the college football experience, Auburn Tigers season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month's treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com. Promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, our app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The SGPN app gives you easy access to all of our picks, podcasts, and it's the ex- exclusive place to enter all of the contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the college football experience, Auburn Tigers season preview. My name is Colby Swinging Dan to base Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Oh man! And what we're talking Auburn Tiger football. This is going to be an interesting episode because. Well, I'm going to have a uh, Zach Blackerby of the uh, host of the locked on Auburn daily podcast, talking Auburn tigers, football and basketball. As you know, the tigers get rid of Gus Malzahn. He's off down now at UCF and they go out and hire Brian Harson coming in from Boise state where he, you know, he actually was a quarterback at Boise state. He also, uh, before he was at Boise, he was uh, spent a uh, basically a cup of coffee as the head coach of Arkansas State, but had a solid season there. And then he was the OC of Texas with Mac Brown, and I believe 2011 and 2012. And prior to that, he was the OC for Boise State with Chris Peterson. And uh, yeah, uh, I think I alluded the, to the fact he he played quarterback for Boise State in the late 90s. So. A lot going on with the, with uh, the Auburn Tigers this offseason, and we're going to get into it here. But I want to tell folks that the uh, the college football experience. Uh, first off, we're breaking down all 130 teams. All right, you will have a a podcast for every single team in the FBS, and maybe even a few in the FCS. So subscribe, tell a friend about the college football experience, and also check out the college basketball experience as well as we continue our offseason breakdown. It never stops on the college football experience and the college basketball experience. So please subscribe. So before we get Zach on the line, I want to tell you folks that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games, generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. 
I also want to tell you folks that we are brought to you by PropSwap. Yes. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley cup futures. When you buy directly from other sports bettors like yourself, see a ticket you like, but think maybe the price is too high. Well, submit a bid for the price that you think is fair, then buy it. Prop swap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams. As the postseason continues to progress, every ticket uh, purchased on prop swap can be resold at any time. That's the fun of it. Last week, this is, uh, I think maybe two weeks ago, a prop swap customer purchased a Montreal Canadiens uh, Stanley cup future for $45. When the team was down three to one against the Maple Leafs. a few days later, he flipped it for 600 with prop swap. Your bet doesn't need to win you know, in order for you to make money, it just needs to improve. Think, uh, think stock market, but for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And last but not least, I want to tell you guys that we're brought to you by SGPN. Yes. Us, the sports gambling podcast network. We have our new app out. Yes. It's live in the app store, Google play store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. I mentioned this on every episode, me, Patty C NC, Nick, we do college football and college basketball. We've handicapped every single division one game for the past four seasons. We've been over 500 each and every season. We give away all these picks for free. And now you have the app to just grab the picks right there. Plus the app is uh, the exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including our SGPN thousand dollar giveaway NBA finals free roll. Just download the app and hit the contest tab for your chance to take home a thousand dollars. Don't forget to toss up an app review as well and download the SGPN app today. Joining us on the college football experience host of the locked on Auburn daily podcast about Auburn tigers, football and basketball. Uh, Zach Blackerby. How are you, Zach? I appreciate you hopping on and talking Auburn football with us and huge honor. Uh, it sounds like you're doing a, a show for each college football team. And there's a lot of Auburn guys out there. So I appreciate you asking me, man. Hey, well, I I'm very grateful. So let's get into this. Let's talk tiger football. We got Brian Harson year one. Um, First off, I guess I got I got to start there. Are, were you happy to see Malzahn leave? Because I know that was controversial. I feel like some people thought, "Hey, you know." So, what wh- what's your take on Malzahn and getting rid of dismissing Malzahn and now going to Harson? At the time, I didn't love the departure of Malzahn. I didn't love that we were pushing him out the door, especially in the middle of the pandemic when money was kind of a thing that you know a lot of people were struggling with at the time and. Now with hindsight being 2020 and you've already seen what Brian Harson has done from a culture standpoint without there being any football games yet, just spring and you know how he's managed the transfer portal. I'm, I'm really impressed with what Harson's done. So I think now having more information than we did at the time, you know, right after that Mississippi state game, I, uh, I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense, but at the time I was a little, I was a little confused, but you know, the, the Brian Harson hire, I think it's got, it's got a lot of Auburn fans really, really excited. I think you're seeing things from a different perspective. You know, Auburn, they really haven't changed much in the last eight years. Gus came in, made it to a national championship in that first year in 2014. They were very, very good. They kind of, you know, were on the wrong side of a few weird calls, but they had a national championship caliber team. It just, you know, as a game of football, then 17, they almost got there again. 
And then, but outside of that, it's just been kind of really bland vanilla offenses with, you know, the occasional really good defense, but now you're starting to see Harson come in and you're like, Oh wow. We weren't doing things like they do it in Alabama or at Georgia or at all these, you know, these, these power five, you know, power schools, you know, throughout the country, like your Clemson's and Ohio States and things like that. And so you're seeing more and more stories come out about Malzahn about how he ran recruiting and how he, you know, structured his staff and how he didn't let anybody help him with anything. And now it's like, Oh, a lot of people run things actually like a business, like a company, not like a high school football program. So it's been interesting to see that shift and it's happened pretty quickly, which is impressive. Yeah. That's interesting because, you know, I normally have a co-host. He's not here on this episode, but he defended Malzahn and look, I think Malzahn's a good football coach, but I thought, I, I thought he was unnecessarily gimmicky. I, I, I thought like, Hey, you're Auburn. I get it. Okay. Alabama might be bringing, I know I don't want to say too much because I know you're an Auburn guy, but I'm saying, sure. you know, you're still Auburn. This is the, you know, a, a, a t- you know, I think one of the more premier uh, programs in the country. Now you don't need to be this gimmicky. You don't need to be this. Uh, uh, I, I always felt like they, the mouths on, especially his later years kind of was shooting himself in the foot on a lot of these things. And Har- here comes in Harson, who I'm very curious to, I, I, I don't know what to expect because I know Harson did, did well at Boise, but I, they weren't as good as the Peterson years, but they were still, I mean, you're, you're in, you're in Boise the fact you're winning 10, 11, 12 games, I think uh, you got to be a good coach, but I think so, but I am very curious cause he was an OC at Texas with Mac Brown. Uh, so he got to see Mac Brown, the ultimate CEO, I feel like of, of, of a head coach. So sure. he got to see that he got to see Chris Peterson. He was the OC when they called the, the statue of Liberty play on that, that famous uh, uh, Boise state, Oklahoma game. So yeah. I'm, and already no, the Bo Nix situation. I, I, I'm so curious your take on this because look, I love Patrick Nix, right? Growing up, I had a soft spot for Auburn for the, I grew up in Washington, DC that okay. th- those Auburn teams in the mid nineties, I was, they were like my sec team, right? So right. I, I love Patrick Nix, but I'll be honest uh, and I'm rooting for Bo, but mm-hmm. I haven't been impressed when I watch if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the storyline is you know, this is Bo's year make or break. You know, they brought in TJ Finley from LSU through the transfer portal to um, hopefully push him a little bit, or if Bo doesn't take that next step, maybe Finley does. And the first thing that everybody looked at when Harson was hired at Auburn was okay. Do quarterbacks get better under Harson? And they did by a lot. Yeah. And so I, I think when you look at what Bo Nix could possibly do, all he's got to do is get more consistent because I, you know, I say this all the time on locked on Auburn, there's four or five throws a game. You're just like, why can't he do that more? That was beautiful. And then there's a few throws where it's like, he'll stand in the pocket and he'll just run out of it for no reason. And he'll throw the ball off of his back foot, but it's 40 yards on a rope. And it's like, how in the world does this kid have the talent to do that? And then the next play just makes a super lazy read. And, you know, it's just maybe turns the ball over, you know, it's a, a a wide open receiver on third and six or something like that. All he's got to do is get more consistent. The tools are there. And all we hear about Bo Nix time and time and time and time again, for people within the program is how much of a football junkie this guy is, how much he loves studying the game and how much he loves, you know, if he's not, if he's not doing something school related and he has some free time, he's either watching tape or he's working out or he's getting with his receivers and he's throwing to him. 
And it's like, well, that didn't really show up on the field. You know what I mean? Like it, the guy that made that game winning touchdown pass to Seth Williams in his first ever game against Oregon mm-hmm. and the guy that beat Mississippi state uh, and then, you know, lost to Northwestern, I guess his most recent game. How, how much of a different person is he? And some people will have different answers. And then like eight, a comes around and you see the Auburn fan base. We love to call it Auburn Twitter. They're like, Oh my gosh, you look so much better. I'm like, ah, I think it looks the same to me, but you know, there aren't guys running after him. So there's, it's, it's impossible to know, but I think he does take a next step. I don't think he's a Heisman contender like some Auburn fans would hope, but I do think he's a top half sec quarterback. And I think you can make the argument that he's a top half sec quarterback now, barely, but I think you can make the argument. I don't think there's any kind of argument against him being a top five or six quarterback in the sec at the end of the season. That's my guess. I mean, as a, as a freshman, you, you just hit on that Oregon game. I I remember watching that and thinking, Hey, he kind of reminds me of Baker Mayfield, right? I I I actually had like a little bit of, and I'm like, he's only a freshman, and he's doing this against a, a pretty good Andy Avalos defense with the Ducks. So I I was like, okay, this is their future. Now I do feel like he regressed, and that maybe that's Malzahn's thing. I mean, I I know Stidham when he went there, I didn't feel like Stidham was as good as I had seen Stidham play at Baylor. So maybe that or maybe that's just big 12 defenses. I don't know what it is, but, but uh, yeah, you make an interesting point though with, with, you know, Harson coming in, I think maybe we should be optimistic. So, so gun to your head. Is he the starter against Akron day one? Yeah, I think so. And I think Bo Nick starts every game this year, as long as he's healthy, but there is a reality that if he struggles and, you know, maybe he doesn't get things right against Akron and then you're rolling to Penn state in that third game of the year, and maybe he flops, there's a chance. Then the next game you go to LSU and how great would it be to go to LSU with their former quarterback and uh, have a chance to win there for the first time in two decades. So we'll see the college uh, football storylines are always a lot of fun, but I think when it's all said and done, I think it's Bo Nix's job but that Penn state game week three is going to be very, very telling for how good this football team is. And Bo Nix is a big part of it. I think the defense is going to be fine. I think the running back's going to be great. And tank Bixby, assuming he can stay healthy. And even if he can, I think Sean Chivers is very good behind him. The offensive line is going to be average. Not going to be anything special. As far as the offense goes, it goes through Bo Nix and we will know very, very early, in, early in the season, if he's ready to do that or not. Well, you're returning. I, well, I think your whole O line. So that that's in- encouraging. And then Bigsby, I was really impressed by. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, t- tanks a stud. The, the returning the whole offensive line thing is kind of the Auburn fan base is split on this because the O line stunk last year. Like it wasn't very good. It was a weakness. Now I think Bo did some things to not help them out. I don't think he helped out his teammates a whole lot. And I also don't think Malzahn put calls on the field, whether it was him or Chad Morris calling plays. We'll never know the truth on that, but I don't think the coaching staff put together a game plan that really helped out the talent on the field consistently. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you've got a new offensive line coach, Will friend. He came from Tennessee and uh, you know, he kind of followed Mike Bobo around a few different places. They've got a good relationship. It sounds I, I, like I like Bobo. I mean, when he was at Colorado state, I, I understand, you know, last year at South Carolina things, you know, I don't know what it is, man. I just feel like Muschamp always struggles on the offensive side of the ball, but I, I believe Mike Bobo is a, a good offensive coordinator. I saw those Colorado state teams. I know they're in the mountain West, but mm-hmm. I, I just thought that he's a solid offensive coordinator. And I love actually the defensive coordinator hire. I think Derek Mason is, a, is I understand he, he, you know, he just coming off getting fired, but come on, 
He was at Vanderbilt, but the guy's been a proven winner before he was with the uh, Harbaugh at Stanford. Um, I, I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I like that addition. Now you look, talk defensive side of the ball. Well, actually offensively and defensively bringing back seven starters each. So I guess before I hit to the defense, how do you feel about the receiving core? Cause you're breaking in new receivers, new tight end. Uh, do you think that's just I, I, traditionally when we do these previews, I normally think that's if, if, if your team, if that's the glaring weakness, looking at uh, your returning starters being like, well, I don't know about these receivers. I think that's normally a good thing. Yeah. I mean, if you had to pick a position group to kind of be lagging a little bit, I, I agree with you. I think that's the one, especially the way Harson's going to want to run his offense. They're going to want to run the football blue collar type stuff. I think there's a lot of talent. The receiving core is just young and it's just unproven. I've been saying for weeks, it's like if Auburn can somehow get a guy, a veteran guy through the transfer portal, it will totally change how this all looks. They've got a guy that played high school quarterback, but was recruited as a receiver. His name's Kobe Hudson. I think he could be really, really good. And then there's a few other guys that we've seen glimpses of Zevion caper started as a true freshman last year for Gus, big bodied guy. They played him in the slot primarily. And then Zevion capers, um, no, excuse me, Elijah Canyon. He's the guy that really popped in the bowl game because so many guys got hurt and he didn't really play that much last year, but in the bowl game, he really exploded. He had a good a day as well. So there's a few guys you can look at and say, okay, there's a, there's a chance there. The veteran in the room is Shedrick Jackson, Bo Jackson's nephew uh, for those, um, for those interested in that. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little tidbit there. He's been on the field a lot, but he hasn't really caught a whole lot of passes and he's kind of been battling injuries, you know, over the last few seasons. So he's also a guy to watch. He's going to be the leader in the group, but I don't know if he's going to be the leader on the field, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Now, now, now defensively, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I hit on Derek Mason coming in. I think that's going to help returning seven starters. And, and really, I guess the big thing defensively that uh, getting back you know, uh, your defensive line, uh, Tyrone Truesdale, that guy's a beast getting him back senior defensive lineman uh, and mixing him in with McLean at linebacker who led the, the, the team with 113 tackles a season ago. And then Owen Popo, if I'm pronouncing that correctly with 93 tackles, Papo. Okay. Um, uh, I, I like what I see defensively and even like, okay, you're replacing a couple starters, you know, in the secondary, one on the D line, perhaps one in the, in the linebacking core, but I, I'm not that concerned. I think the defense actually might be the strong part of this team. What's your take on that? Yeah, no, for sure. I think the defensive line, there's some questions there. You know, you mentioned Truesdale super senior. Now he kind of kept that extra year of eligibility through COVID, which is fine. Good for him. But yeah, I mean, the defensive line got pushed around last year. I mean, it's like they had no plan you know, for, um, for Derek Brown leaving, they did not have anybody that could kind of step in and, and do that. And then they had this guy that was really, really having a really strong spring named Jeremiah, Wright, Who'd been in the program for a little bit. And then it's in, in spring. He, he tore his, uh, his knee up, which is a shame. So mm. yeah, it looks like it'd be Truesdale. They got a juke. Uh, they got a transfer guy from a uh, UAB. That's going to be exciting. I think both of those guys are over 300 pounds. So we'll see how they do that. They've got a hot shot freshman on the defensive front. His name's Lee Hunter from mobile. We'll see how he does, but the defense as a whole. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the two linebackers, um, Jacoby McLean, Lowe and Papo. And then, I mean, they've got a bunch of NFL guys in the, uh, in the defensive backfield, Roger McCreary could have gone to, to probably be a second or third round pick this year. He's got a chance to be a first round pick at the end of the season. If he does what he did last year. Um, so he, he's going to be really special smoke Monday could have gone to the league. I think he's got a lot of traits that the NFL is really, really going to like. And so you just kind of look around there and the, you know, Dreshawn Miller from West Virginia. He was one of the best corners in college football last year. 
and he chose to leave West Virginia and he came to Auburn. So he's probably going to be the guy opposite McCreary. So they're, uh, I mean, the, the safeties and corners for this defense are going to be really, really fun. And when you look at what Derek Mason does so well, is he loves coaching safety. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it's funny you mentioned that I was just hitting on the, the, just in the past week, West Virginia, how great that defense was. It kind of flew yeah. under the radar. Um, so, so here we are DraftKings Sportsbook saying uh, the win total set at seven from uh, we're going to go, we're going to go through the schedule here, but my first reaction blindly without looking at the schedule was I'm going to smash that over. What, 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 I mean, I know, you know, the schedule, so I guess we should just get into this, but uh, out the gate, this is good for Harson. I think, you know, building up, getting Akron, who's just a, a horrible team in the Mac, but um, getting that first win under your belt and then getting Alabama state, I think very key for, for the gauntlet they're about to run after that, because after Alabama state, so I, I, they're going to be two and zero. All right. I, I, sure. There's no way they're, they're going to lose those two games. At Penn State, State College, you know, Penn State was a weird team last year. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm, I tend to believe that last year was a, just a flash in the pan. Like, I, I don't believe that they were as bad as what that outcome was. And, and a lot of, a lot, they had a lot of players opt out at the last second. Micah Parsons. Uh, so mm-hmm. I actually think they're they're better than what uh, than what we probably th- expect they're going to be. Yeah, they this finished year. the year pretty strong last year too, and I think that says a lot about your culture and your character and, and your coaching staff. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so so that that game's brutal. Um, I mean, I, I, I do I think you could win that a hundred percent, but I also feel like if I had to set a line, I would probably go Penn State minus three. Uh, I think I think I would say the same thing. Yeah, I'm. I've got a bad feeling about this game from Auburn's perspective. So right now, as we record this in June, I'm, I'm, um, I'm taking Penn state. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I know you're an Auburn guy, so I'm going to take Penn state there, but then you get Georgia state, which by the way, I think this is a win, but tread lightly because ask Tennessee about how Georgia state and, and uh, Sean Elliott, their coach, I understand their son about team. I understand this is probably, you know, Auburn probably wins by four touchdowns, but I do think it's a sneaky spot because it's right sandwiched between the at Penn state and the at LSU, but we're going to give you the win here, but I'm just saying that was, I remember Tennessee fans being devastated. I think they opened up a season a couple years ago when, uh, and they had high hopes. Uh, It seems like they've had high hopes for 20 years now. Tennessee, what? <laughs> so I think they get through Georgia State, but uh, but then they they hit the road at LSU, and this is a team I have a hard time getting a read on LSU. Uh, they went five and five a season ago. I understand people say, well, they played better the second half of the season, and maybe they're like maybe they're like a Penn State, where you know we had this crazy season, but at the same time, like you can also play the other side of that coin and say. Well, LSU needed a, a Florida player to uh, rip off the cleat and throw it 15, you know, 20 yards down the field to get a 15 yard penalty so they could beat Florida with the 57 yard field goal just to have a 500 season. Uh, I, I, I mean, look, I, we know they're extremely talented, but call me crazy. I, I'm not a huge believer yet in, in coach. O. so I think this is a winnable game. I do too. I, I think Auburn wins this game. I am oddly overconfident about this considering Auburn hasn't won there in 20 years. So <laughs> I think that's, um, that's a storyline. We will definitely hear. We hear that every other year until that's done. And I think Brian Harson is a guy that doesn't care about storylines. He's not going to let that be brought up in his locker room. So I think that's going to help, but I'm, I, I'm right there with you. I, I'm not super high on a lot of what LSU is doing 
and I, obviously they won the, 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 you know, the natty two years ago, but I think all the key parts of that are gone. Yeah. At this point, whether, you know, it's the players or, you know, they, they lost a ton of coaches as well. I'm not high on Brennan. Uh, he's been there for, you know, since 1985, it seems like, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, is that guy ever going to graduate? And leave I, I was surprised to see that they're going to start. I mean, I, I know that there's still going to be a camp and a competition, but I thought their freshman, uh, well, I, uh, uh, not Finley. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The other freshman that came he's in the guy that beat Florida, right? Yeah. And I thought he yeah. played pretty good. So, but if they're going, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to join you on this. I'm going to say Auburn gets, gets the win in Baton Rouge. Look at this schedule though, dude, to get Penn state LSU and Georgia three out of four games. Whew. Bring your Tylenol, yeah. bring your Tylenol, man. Because uh, now the Georgia game, I've made the case for this. If Georgia's got a nice schedule, the way it sets up, obviously they got the Clemson Shocker. game. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Isn't it nice to be in the sec East? Yeah. yeah <laughs> but really. uh, here we go. Georgia comes in to, to, you know, uh, Jordan Hare. So we're, how do you feel? I mean, I think blindly right now, obviously we got to take Georgia because the way their schedule sets up, but at the same time, Georgia is known to drop a game. It, like to me, it was like that South Carolina game a few years ago. And obviously I think Auburn a lot better than South Carolina. Uh, I, I could totally see you winning this here, but I do think if you win that LSU game, I could totally see you losing this too. So I think the argument you can make for Auburn in this, and I pick Georgia in this game, but if you want to make the argument for Auburn is this is going to be the first sec game at home. Oh yeah. Since since COVID and you got a new coaching staff. I mean, Jordan Hare is going to be fired up, especially if you're coming off a win at LSU for the first time in 20 years. So, I mean, it, it could set the stage for an awesome evening under the lights of Jordan Hare stadium. But what I think is going to happen is th- that, 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 that table is set and it's still an awesome night, but I think George is just so talented. They're a very, very good football team. And, you know, I think they're going to lose to Clemson week one. And I, don't know if they're going to lose again. There are, they are very, very good. I'm and with so, you. I, I think this is like Georgia's year, but JT Daniels has to stay healthy because I still think they have Stetson Bennett back there. And then I, there's such a drop off. I, I would assume that one of their freshmen would have to be better than Stetson Bennett, but uh, I, I'm going to give it to Georgia too, man. Uh, so here we are. We would have you then with just two losses, but, but, but four wins. And then you're at Arkansas and this was a wild game last year. This was a wild game last year. If you remember the I'm backwards sure. spike. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, the sec issued an apology. Arkansas, t- I guess technically should have won the game, but uh, at this point I, I, I do like Sam Pittman, but their schedule is absolutely brutal, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the tigers to get, to get the win here. Uh, despite what I like, I do think Pittman's the right guy for the job The considering. Yeah. But you, are you want you on the tigers here? I assume. Yeah. 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 I am. Okay. Then we get a bye week and I, I think, uh, that's a good spot to catch a bye week because Ole Miss is one of these teams that I I truly they have a gigantic ceiling to me, like a really high ceiling, but also they have they could have a low ceiling to me. They they had the worst defense in the country last year. They had the the one of the best offenses, if not the best. So I mean, talk yeah. about a, a real high variance team here. I do think this is a dangerous game for for uh, for Auburn because I totally could see Ole Miss winning this, but I could also see Ole Miss having a a a a bad season where everyone's projecting them to have a good season. Because if that defense isn't fixed, I do expect a lot of these sec offenses to be better than they were a season ago. You look at Mike Leach, 
that was mm-hmm. horrible uh, offensively in, in Starkville. I think Harson will have this offense better than what uh, Malzahn had it at. And I expect even, even uh, Arkansas with Bryles uh, in year two without, you know, he didn't get spring ball last year to really implement that offense. So I, I think Ole Miss has a storm coming if they don't fix their defensive problems. So I, I'm assuming you're, you're, you're on Auburn here. I am. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I like corral the quarterback at Ole Miss. I, I like him, but as you start reading some of these preseason magazines that come out and these season previews are all over the place, people really, really like him. And I don't know if I really, really like Matt Corral. So I think, I think Ole Miss is fine. I think they're about where they were last year. I think it's going to take Kiffin time to, uh, to really elevate that program, assuming he ever does. But yeah, I think Auburn wins that one. I'm with you. So we're, we're sitting there then at, at five and two, and then you're at a and M look, there's a lot of hype and, and Jimbo has been very outspoken coming at Alabama this year. He's saying, call me crazy, but a and M was the team that like I lobbied for them. I said they have a, a, as right to, to the pl- more of a right to the playoffs than Notre Dame did. I thought, right. But at the same time, I, I also know they this was still a team that won by five at home against Vanderbilt. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so uh, now that was the first game. And so I do think they got a lot better as the season progressed. I think this is a winnable game. I, I'm not a, all the way on board on a and I do think they're a good team in the sec. I just don't know that I can just say blindly though. Hey, this is a for sure win. Now, obviously if I was setting a line, I would favor a and M because it's in college station. What, what's your take on this game? Yeah. I don't think Auburn's lost in college station since a and M has entered the sec. If I, if I recall that stat correctly, but I, I think a and M wins this game. I think um, that's more of a gut reaction than anything else. I think the way they've been recruiting is very, very impressive. I think, yeah, I think true. losing Kellen Mond is a good thing. I do too. I, do. Being honest with you. I, I couldn't believe he got drafted so high. I, I, yeah. I, I call me crazy and I got nothing against the guy personally, but he, I, I remember that Clemson game and luckily I, I ended up uh, covering my bet on this on the final play of the game, but he threw, he threw high. I felt like every play of the game and I'm like, how, how's this guy on NFL? Per, like what was he a third round draft pick? I think um, went to the Vikings, right? Yeah. I could. I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't understand it, but Hey, more power to him. But uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll go with you here on a and M home to Mississippi state. I think Mississippi state's one of the most interesting teams on the program or uh, you know, in, in college football this year, because I'm very curious that defense was actually really good last year. And I got it. I got to, uh, I got to admit we've had coach Leach on the show several times. So I'm a little bit biased, but uh, I think Mississippi state will be a little bit better. (laughs) So, so uh, if he could just move the ball a little bit offensively, I expect this defense to be better, but the fact it's at Auburn, I think we got to favor Auburn. Yeah. I think Auburn's defense is kind of set up to defend against the pass pretty well. So yeah, I'm going to take Auburn too. Okay. And then at South Carolina, I I have no idea. You want to talk about the hire that, that, uh, kind of shocked me. Shane Beamer to, to South Carolina. I have no idea what to expect with South Carolina. And, and uh, that, that higher shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm just going to blindly say Auburn wins this because I, but at that same time, I, I, I am very curious to see South Carolina this year because I don't know what to expect. I, I, he's a guy that never was like an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. It's a strange hire to me. I understand he was a special teams coach. Of, of Oklahoma, yeah. and obviously his dad had great special teams at Virginia Tech. Uh, uh, give me Auburn uh, until I until I see more. 
Yeah, you- I, I'm taking Auburn in this one too. Now, however, I thought Auburn would beat South Carolina last year, and that we all know how that went. So, um, yeah, the 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 coaching hire is interesting because they were the first to fire their guy. Like they fired Muschamp like so early in the season, and then yeah, I, I just assumed you did that so you could get first pick, and yeah. get an early start on things. But no, no, they went they uh, they went with their guy. It's just I thought that was odd. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I mean, I guess he's got the 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 pedigree in the family, but at the same time, I, I this will be. I think they're one of the more interesting teams to watch, just because I have no idea what to expect. I, I'm expecting them to be bad, just because I was. I don't think he has a lot of experience. But to 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 be fair, Dabo Sweeney was was one that didn't have that, that, that real rep like that, that too. And I think he wasn't even a positions coach at the time. So uh, that one, maybe, maybe that can happen at work. That's probably what it is, is they looked at Clemson in state and said, Hey, they went with a guy who wasn't an OC or a DC and it worked yeah, out for them. Out. Yeah, yeah. That's why it worked out. <laughs> uh, and then you got the, the big one, man. The big one is the uh, now traditionally, I feel like I feel like normally you guys will schedule and I feel like this is kind of an SEC thing where they'll they'll put like their their FCS team before Bama. I feel like or or not maybe not before Bama but in like November. Um this year you're not doing that. I th- uh, I think that might hurt some the fact you got to go to Columbia and then the next week you're home to Bama. I mean, look, you're an, you host an Auburn podcast. I'd be disrespecting sure. you if I said Bama was going to come in and win. All right, <laughs> you could say that. I'll say it. Alabama's going to beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl this year. Hey, Harson, you want to get off on a good start? You want to get off? I mean, on- can you imagine? Oh, can you man. imagine if he pulls this off? Though, I mean, or I think if he beats Georgia, you can make this argument. But if he's able to to come in and inherit, you know, this quote unquote mess that that he inherited from the Malzahn era, and like I said, I, I mean, I like Gus, but if he beats Georgia or Alabama next year, I think you could definitely make the argument that he's coach of the year in the sec. I, I think it would just yeah. be such a huge statement in either case, because I think that would be Georgia's second loss. Then it's like, can they get back in it? Like, yeah. Even if they were on the table after that, can they get back in it? And so, uh, I mean, if, if he, I don't know, man, I, I just thought Auburn was closer to Alabama than they were because they won a game. They probably shouldn't have in 2019. Yeah. And then Last year, I mean, we just saw like uh, not even in the, it, it didn't look like they were in the same conference. I mean, it was just it was bad. It was really, really bad. And then you're kicking field goals when you're down like 14. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to just not get shut out? And like, it just didn't work out well. So I just want to see from that game. One, I think Auburn always has a chance to beat Alabama at home. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be a slaughter like last year by any means. But if it is there's a bigger issue at hand. You know, I mean, just the separation between the two programs, like, is it getting farther and farther apart? And I, and I don't think we'll know the answer to that till, till November, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously if I had to pick right now, I, I think Alabama wins. Yeah. I mean, look, I, it, it, I do think Bama is going to lose a game in the regular season. I, I made that. Well, I got to stick to my guns because I made this projection on the Alabama podcast. Although I don't feel great about that. <laughs> don't put your money on that. I What'd do. You, uh, <laughs> what was your prediction? I said 11 and one, someone's going to bite them. Someone's going to bite them. And, and I, I thought maybe at Florida, maybe, maybe uh, at Auburn, I think they also get a and M in college station. 
and they get, uh, I think Mississippi state and Starkville. I said, someone maybe, maybe, but I'm probably going to be wrong. Cause I don't, I'll put it like this. I don't normally, I don't normally bet against Bama. Normally, normally like last year I got great odds. I took them to win the sec West. I think I got it at plus three fifty beginning of the season. Wow. Oh no, not the SEC West, the sec. I'm sorry. The, the, to win the sec. And, uh-huh. that, and I, I was surprised the odds were set like that. Cause I didn't really sweat on that on that bet at all. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, well, it, look, if, if it goes the way we, we just projected it, they would be on the over, that'd be eight and four. So that, that, that would, that would be a good first year, right? Would you be completely happy with an eight and four season, even though you lost to Bama and, and Georgia and a uh, and M and Penn state? I think so. I think so. I mean, everybody kind of hammered Gus because he can never be Georgia, LSU or Alabama. And which is weird. Cause he beat Alabama more than anybody else did. But I, uh, I think if you beat, I think that LSU win would go a long way. Uh, I really do. And I think then it's just like, how do you lose to Georgia and Alabama? Because the way they lost to Georgia and Alabama last year was embarrassing. The whole, you know, you mentioned Stetson Bennett and it's yeah. like, that was yeah. the fact that you allowed it to become the Stetson Bennett show. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. That was, de- that was a disaster. And so yeah, I, I think a lot of folks would be happy with eight and four. There will also be some of our fans where it's like we paid millions and millions of dollars to get rid of the coach that always goes eight and four, and um, we got another coach who went eight and four. So I think it'd be split, but I think um, I think the more level-headed fans would be happy with it. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think for year one coming in, I mean, we've seen you know, I mean, it's the toughest division in football. So I think, you know, what's eight and four in that division in the sec West is probably 10 and two, 11 and one, maybe even 12 and zero in some other, some other situations right. there. So I think you got to just, you know, to just in, in, enjoy it. If, if you, if you get, if you get one of those uh, with your rivals, I think that's, that's your goal. Right. And, and obviously yeah. have a winning season. So uh, well, Zach, I appreciate you coming on the show guys, everyone. Make sure you check out uh, his podcast, the host of the, uh, I'm sorry, host of the locked on Auburn podcast. Uh, they talk Auburn football and basketball, which uh, that catches my eye. Cause this is the college football experience. I also host the college basketball experience. So Zach, I'm going to have to have you back uh, talking, talking some college basketball as the season arrives. And also obviously with football season coming, I'm sure some of these marquee matchups, maybe before Penn State or something, I'll have to have you back on. Everyone gives, Perfect. yeah, everyone gives Zach a follow. Also, I want to say on on Twitter at uh, Z Blackerby, at Z Blackerby, that's B L A C K E R B Y. I appreciate you hopping on the show, man, and uh, go, War Eagle, baby. Hey, I love it. War Eagle, brother. Thank you. Take care. Have a wonderful day. That was fantastic talk in Auburn Tigers football. What I'm I'm ready for the season. I am ready for the season. You know, like I said, we're doing this thing 300 or, you know, we talk college football 365 days of the year guys. And we're previewing all 130 teams. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend I'm ready to see Brian Harsh. I think they're one of the more compelling teams this year in college football. I think, you know, a lot of people make the case college football is getting stale with Bama Clemson. Uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, you know, doing the same teams every year, whatever. I I actually think that uh, yes. Okay. I understand that, that point, but I think there's some great storylines out there for this college football season. And I think the Auburn tigers and Brian Harson is one of them. We touched on some others in the sec uh, that I think are very interesting. I think Ole miss is one of them. Um, and a few, I mean, LSU really a lot of the sec has 
I think some of the more intriguing teams, I think gun to my head here. I know this is an Auburn show we're doing here, but I mean, I, I think there's a several teams in uh, South Carolina. We touched on Beamer. Now I don't think they're one of the most interesting because I think there's a, a ceiling that's, that's pretty low for them. But I think LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi state, Auburn, all very compelling this year. And uh, probably, uh, probably I would say short of maybe Iowa state, I think some of the most interesting teams in the country. So really excited to, uh, to see Brian Harson. really won't know much until that Penn state game though. So uh, glad to have on uh, that was awesome. Getting Zach Blackerby on the show. This guy's knowledgeable. Make sure you follow his uh, podcast. Once again, uh, host of the locked on Auburn daily podcast on Auburn tigers, football and basketball. Uh, you got to check that out. Subscribe to that. And uh, yeah, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. Cause we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Been doing it for four years over on the college football experience and the college basketball experience, two different feeds. Now we used to just be one. So please, if you, if you can me, Patty C and C Nick, my co-hosts that are normally with me, uh, you know, we we've handicapped every single game division one for the past four years, been over 500 each and every season as a collective, but also independently. And we've also been way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on a spreadsheet over at sports gambling podcast.com. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and, and if you can get over to iTunes, because look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. I don't believe in that nonsense, but if you can get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate that. Oftentimes sponsors have said that's such a big deal. You know, they, they like to go see the podcast they're about to invest in and they like to see fans engaged talking about the show. So if you're, if you're nice enough, kind enough to, to get over there and give us a five-star review, uh, take a screenshot, take any type of photo. It could be a, it could be a Polaroid for all I care. Right. And somehow show it to me. All right. I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Find me there. Uh, and show me that review and I will send you a brand new college experience t-shirt. This thing is a brand new, brand new logo. We got a couple months ago. Uh, so this is a brand new t-shirt that studies have, I read, I read something at the uh, university of Oxford in England that uh, studies say that, you know, a brand new shirt on a man, your chances of, of getting laid go up like 93.6%. Hey, it's just what I read. All right. And then you add in the fact that it's college football experience. So it's gotta be 99%, right? Every girl at the bowling alley will be talking about you. And I don't want to discriminate girls too. I haven't read a study, but I'm sure your chances go up too. So girls, ladies, whatever you want to say, men hit me up, leave a good review. And we'll send you a college experience t-shirt. It's cold out there. A nice shirt would be nice. All right. Um, at the Colby D give me a follow as well. And uh, be sure to follow uh, Zach at Z blacker B on Twitter. And also my co-hosts that aren't with me, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And don't forget to follow the sports gambling podcast network at the SGP network. Uh, all right. This is the college football experience. Auburn tiger style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. <laughs>